coming up, we'll be reviewing Popstar, Never Stop, Never Stopping. But we've got to start starting on this episode of Dizpop. Dizpop is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect vacation. Visit them on the web at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. I am your host, Rhino Clavin, joined by my movie, Confidant. I don't know. Craig Williams. Well, I believe a confidant is a fan of Connor Freel. <laughs> yeah, my... Also known as Connor, Connor for, for Real. Number one fan, Craig Williams. I am the number one confidant. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. Thank you. Thank you. you, you, you the, no, thank you. Thank you for making time in your schedule. And uh, so we went to go see Universal's... Since we've we've made a lot of these about Disney, now we're showing some love to the Universal family. We went to go see Pop Star, Never Stop, Never Stopping, which ended up being a surprise because yes, it is being distributed by Universal. Um, obviously, it is a, the new movie from the crew from the Lonely Island who got their big break uh, via SNL and NBC Universal property, uh, such so, yeah. hits as uh, Bleep in a Box. I bleeped myself out yes, before I said it. That's a good idea. Uh, yeah. Lazy Sunday, of course, the one that started it all. I'm on a boat. Yes. That, that's one too, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, J-I-Z, add an extra Z, in my pants. Another Jeez. one of my <laughs> Another one of my favorites. Uh, just, you know, if you've watched SNL or, I mean, this is part of why YouTube blew up with Lazy Sunday. Um, it just... That, that really uh, just launched their career, and they are still going, and that's how they, uh, they've made it all the way now to Popstar, Never Stop, Never Stopping, a hard-rated R comedy oh, for sure. produced by Judd Apatow, highlighting what they're best at, just being absolutely ridiculous. And as it turns out, uh, we, there was one portion in particular that was actually filmed at a very famous location on the back lot of Universal Studios Hollywood. So it all tied in together. We ended up getting very lucky. Uh, yeah. it, it makes sense for the Universal Hollywood fans out there who listen to this. All one of you. Uh, there's like three. Yeah. Maybe four. Three. Um, yeah. Uh, well, that's that. You know, um, I, I missed. Did we ever say Andy Samberg is the main is the lead in this film? I I think I did, but then again, because we did also say Lonely Island, but talk. I'm not sure that we specified who Lonely Island actually is. So that's Andy Samberg, Jorma. No, Jorma. 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 How do you say his last name? Tacone. Tacone. And then Akiva Shaver. Yes. Yeah. Um, Two and, for three. Not bad. Yeah. No. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Um, they make up the Lonely Island. However, this movie is, um, I guess, Lonely Island Films is a thing because this movie was a uh, there that was part of the label. Yeah. Um, but this, they're not actually playing Lonely Island in this film. They're playing a group called um, uh, something Boys. The style I, I just had boys. it in front of me and I closed it by accident. Yeah. Sorry. So the the plot of the movie, I will go over that while you pull up your notes on it. Uh, this is a straight-up mockumentary, uh, what some are referring to as 
kind of our generation's spinal tap in a way that it is uh, looking at the pop hip hop music world. Uh, and it focuses on Connor Friel, also known as Connor for Real, as he transcended into a solo act uh, after becoming wildly famous with his original rap trio, The Style Boys, which was also made up of uh, Yorma and Akiva in their roles in the movie as Owen and Lawrence. Uh, The Style Boys end up uh, breaking up because of a uh, plot point where Connor does not give them enough credit, uh, and that sends... Uh, that sends Lawrence on the, on Connor's first uh, solo album. Yeah. yeah, well, not on his first solo album. On his first uh, on his first solo outing, I'll say, because he was he was helping out another person with a song. And the, oh, that's right. The hook okay. That he, yeah. He wrote for that was actually written by Lawrence in the film, and he was upset that he didn't get credit for it. So then Connor went solo at that point. Had a huge album. Uh, his first one. Uh, it, thriller was it also thriller thriller it's thriller also, also. Thr- yeah thriller, <laughs> thriller also. also yeah um and, and yeah owen tags along as his dj yeah uh which is like the recurring joke of the movie they showed it in some of the previews but he's the dj he's got this huge uh setup with his his synth and yeah. turntables and the whole the whole nine yards for a dj but because all of Connor's music is like so already put together and kind of well, like making it, that statement no, okay, on the music. Hold, hold on, back up because okay, okay, um, okay. he he's not doing any of that actually because this the tour that we're following is the tour for the sophomore album Conquest. Yes, and so in the first tour he was he actively contributed to the beats in the in the the music in the second one. The riff starts between them because in the beginning he says, "Well, he didn't use any of my." He didn't use any of uh, uh, Owen's stuff. Yeah, he so, didn't use yeah. any of Owen's stuff. So Owen oh. is using it all on an iPod, yeah, he just, <laughs> an original generation iPod, like sixty gig, <laughs> yeah. which was which was a funny joke. Yeah, he has everything on that original iPod, so he's got all the equipment up in front of him, but he doesn't use it for anything, um, and which I, I I just love that, and I love the like the little nod in that uh, for. His, the second album for Conquest that uh, Connor for real decided that he needed to have a hundred producers on the album yeah. to that may he made sure he has all the best producers on there which if you know anything about the record industry that's you know you you want one really good producer yeah. on it so it's it's all over the place there's some wildly offensive songs that make it onto his album a lot of crap and uh, it. It tanks, so he has to bring on another person to his tour, and it just it follows the entire thing, and uh, it's extremely goofy. But you'll see a lot of fun. Uh, there's a lot of fun, like cameos by, by uh, music uh, professionals. You know, uh, Adam Levine is uh, guest stars in a track in there, and you, you've seen that in the trailer, I'm sure, with the hologram of Adam Levine, and then yeah, Pink is um, involved in a song with him from the sophomore album. Um, equal Rights. Equal Rights, yeah. which is Not gay. Which is one of the more famous, uh, more, uh, I'm sorry, not famous, more funny members in the film, yeah. It's a, it's a... Wings. He just, he's singing about equal rights for gay marriage, and um, <laughs> every other line is, not gay, hot wings. And... Yeah, it is. I'm not gay, but if I was gay, I would fight with whites. But I'm not gay. Like titties. <laughs> like, it's it's a very um, it's it's funny, and so like it's you know, um, 
it's funny because it ends and somebody's like, does he know that marriage equality was passed yeah, last it, year? It's, like, it's not even just that. So the, this is all taking over uh, 2015. And this is this is the far latter part of 2015 that I believe this is fake being recorded. So, of course, uh, the gay marriage is already legal at this point. Uh, but they didn't just pick anyone to make that that observation on uh, does he not know that the the gay marriage is already legal? They chose Ringo Starr, yeah. who actually He's, he pops up once or twice in the one movie of the with a couple most funny lines. Famous living musician still to this date <laughs> of, of, that is around with us, and they were able to pull him in for this movie. But you're absolutely right; they got Pink, Adam Levine, uh, Emma Stone has a tiny little part in it. Yeah. Seal is also, Seal's part's really funny. Now I'm gonna say for. One of I think everyone's favorite, uh, one of everyone's favorite contributors to a Lonely Island song. I won't say which song, uh, but I'll just say Disney fans enjoyed this one just because of some of the references in it. Yeah. Uh, but that person who contributed on that Lonely Island uh, is also in the big finale song, uh, which was a nice. A nice nod to one of the things that really, uh, really made them... Push them over the top, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but it it even goes beyond that. The, the cast for this movie, besides the three members of The Lonely Island, it, it's also very solid. Sarah Silverman is... Tim Meadows. In it, Tim yeah. Meadows, Maya Rudolph playing Deborah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I had to think about it for a second because they, they even make a joke about, it, about her later on, like kind of showing up in the movie again <laughs> oh hey deborah it's actually deborah it's like well where does that name come from i believe it's root is in deborah <laughs> <laughs> it's so good uh joan cusack plays uh connor's mom in it yeah uh, a bunch of upcoming uh, uh upcoming comedians are getting a, li- a little bit of a uh, little bit of airtime in this too not airtime i guess film time since it's not airing, it's being shown in theaters. Uh, but yeah, it's between the the people they got to do in uh, with uh, talking head interviews. And oh, Simon the, Cowell, I thought was funny yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. No, it's there is there is a lot of uh, there's a lot of funny okay. people in it. Let's not. I, I don't. Uh, Justin Timberlake, probably the best. Yeah, the best his, cameo. Yeah, and man, Justin Timberlake, he's such a funny guy. I feel like he. I don't know. He he's got a good part in it. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's and I don't want to get into like what a lot of these characters are doing it because uh, one of the things that happens in comedy films out there is you're always worried are all the funny parts going to be spoiled in the trailers for yeah. this? I will say that we walked out and we both uh, kind of admitted that well, one of the nice things about this movie is a lot of the. The really uh, funny moments from the trailers—they kind of got that out of way. Yeah, they were like really—it was front heavy, front loaded. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about a two and a half minute trailer. I would say about two minutes of that trailer, the funny moments from it, they got right out of the way in the first five, six minutes, and then just scattered throughout the rest were the were the other bits for it. Yeah, for sure, and and that you know, and that. It adds a lot. I think this movie has a lot of rewatchability potential because there's a lot of like quick little moments. You know, I think it's going to be very a very quotable movie for sure. I mean, we've already been quoting it, but um, how much further into the plot did you did you want to go? We went we went pretty good, right? It's I mean, it's a rise whole, and fall. It's, yeah, it's, it, that's the whole. You know, it's it the the plot wise, the movies. It's not groundbreaking. It's not. It's just falling. It's like what Craig said earlier. It's kind of our generation's take on like 
this would be the I don't want to say the equivalent of Spinal Tap, but it's in that venue. Oh, it ab- where it's- no, it absolutely is. Even think of it, Spinal Tap. It's all based around following them as they're about to set on tour for their new album. Yeah, that is literally just the black, the black <laughs> cover album. Yeah, and it just follows how they should be doing very well, and they're just they're struggling. They're not selling out places uh they're not playing in the same venues that they used to be in it is very much just like the the new version of spinal tap but looking at the pop hip-hop uh side of it instead of the heavy metal of the 80s whenever that was made um it's definitely got the vibe of uh, that lonely island like the video or saturday night live um digital shorts or something like that it's got that like so it feels like there are skits within the movie, yes. but but it's it, but it also it flows. The movie is flowing together. Although we should say the movie was under an hour and a half, and we thought like before we went into it, oh, I'm upset that it's it's under an hour and a half. And then we walked out, and we were like, no, nah, it was the perfect yeah. length. Like yeah. I don't think it needed to be any longer, and I think it would have been like it would have started to drag. Yeah, it was the right mixture between. I don't want to say serious, but uh, good dialogue moments and then just stupid humor. Like one of the things that I just giggled about, I don't want to say I giggled, that sounds really awful of me, but the (laughs) fact that Connor's girlfriend that is all for publicity, but they don't come out and say it's for publicity, but it is, um, her name in it is Ashley Wednesday. Ash Wednesday. Yeah. I don't get it. You don't know what Ash Wednesday no, is? No, I know what it is, but I don't know. Is it a joke, or they just, they just named her Ash Wednesday? Yeah, they, they named her Ash Wednesday. Just to be funny? Okay, apparently I, that I, kind Maybe of I don't know what it means, then. I don't know. What, what, is, what are you supposed to do on Ash Wednesday? Isn't that the last time you can eat fish or something? <laughs> I think I've sinned a lot of my life. <laughs> Clearly, you're not <laughs> up on your uh, Catholicism, so <laughs> we'll just move on from it. Um... Uh, needless to say there is a lot of stupid humor into this movie uh but that's okay because the demographic is not yeah, for th- everyone this is this is definitely aimed at people that enjoy them like i i would say that you like i don't think you necessarily have to be a huge lonely island fan to enjoy the movie or even a lonely island fan at all but i i think you're you're braced for the type of humor yeah, by being familiar with at least one or two of their songs before going in. Yeah, this this will be embraced by maybe uh maybe a couple years people older than us, but definitely aimed more at that eighteen to twenty four demographic uh, that is uh, definitely definitely going to go see this. And I mean, we already saw from the first weekend box office that it did not do well. No. Uh, uh, only what, like four point seven million dollars, something like that. No, I, I thought say. it did more than that. I thought four point six three million dollars, but it only opened up in it was a soft weekend theaters. Yeah, it was a very soft yeah. weekend. Because um, I think the number one of that weekend was like only thirty million or something like that. Yeah, it's it's core audience. All this information coming, of course, from the amazing box office mojo pulling this all together. Uh, the core audience was young males who made up sixty percent of ticket sales. Um, and you know, that's all on point. And, but I think this does have a little hope maybe in that it's well, I mean, going the, to get good word of mouth. Yeah. And the, the budget's only 20 million. So, I mean, it stays in there a couple, a little bit, like, like, let's say it doesn't make the 20 million at the box up. It's going to recoup that by the time it gets to like DVD sales, I'm sure. And, and this is going to be one of those films that like, it's going to hit Netflix and 
it, it's it's like it's like wet hot american summer or um It'll become called. Even like Donnie Darko. You know, yeah. like um, the Pass Around movie. I know Donnie Darko is not a funny movie, so it was a horrible example to give. But it, it's one of those movies that nobody knew in the movie theater, but then you it, it gains that momentum. Yeah, it, it's definitely going to be a cult film. Yeah. And uh, it's, again, I, wa- I want to highly stress that whenever we say it is a hard R, we are talking there is a male genitalia yes there there is a penis i'm just gonna say no you're okay to say penis because i'm gonna tell you right now uh on the dis pop the video episode of this week i talked about um when i used the word vagina from before and i said whenever i'm referring to the anatomy in a non i'm not joking i'm just referring to it i'm gonna use the word because i'm not a toddler and also we're talking about an r-rated movie so it's really hard not to like I don't want to be like, oh, he put his hoo-ha or his wiener out there. Yeah, but this this was also not uh, – so, like, when – in Forgetting Sarah Marshall, whenever Jason Siegel yeah. goes full frontal in that, it's that real quick moment of, oh, You're this just, is – It's the shock and awe. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. he's naked. <laughs> <laughs> this this was Jud- Judd Apatow, correct? Yeah. This was him. That's, I this, read it was his cameo. that he, That's how he wanted to cameo in the film, was just full frontal. And this was – as much as I don't, you know, I don't like to look at my own body. I don't want to see other guys. <laughs> it's not my thing. I, I appreciate the female not body gay. so much more. Not gay. <laughs> um, He's been listening to that track a lot. This was <laughs> this was on the screen almost so long that it was uncomfortable. It was it was it's in in the context of the scene though. It's funny because it was oh, it hilarious. was a pair of a, a woman has thrown her chest upon the window and Connor's trying to make a point to his friends about the fans or something like that. And as he's turned away, it's switched now and. Uh, <laughs> And so, you know, the person wants the autograph. And so he's trying to make a point and he's trying to. So <laughs> it's. Not, it's but so, yeah, when Craig says hard, hard R rated film, it is definitely an R rated film. Um, God, yeah. It made me so uncomfortable. Even, uh, it's even easier it, to watch Walk Hard whenever Dewey's sitting on the floor and the one guy just walks up and it's right beside his. Yeah, yeah. Even that's easier. This was just like. It, it, well, it's funny too because you're just like. It, I there's a part of me where I'm like, man, the things people go through when they're filming, like not that it's like going through anything, but it's just it's filmed and edited together so well, it makes the scene so funny. But it's this also this supposed to be this like heavy moment in the film too. So yeah, so it's a heavily music based film. How did you feel about the music? Did you think it lived up to some of their uh, some of the hits that they had while they were working for SNL, or did you think it was uh, on the on the lower end, not as many standouts? No, I, I I liked it. I I, I like the Adam Levine the the yep. the song that's being used in the trailer a lot, and then I also really enjoyed Mona Lisa, which I believe was released before the film as well yes. to promote it. And you know, they're in that exact same vein. And and the finale song in the movie, I like that one yeah, too. Yeah, the finale was good. They also released on SNL the season finale. They did the digital short Finest Girl, which. People know it's also been titled the Bin Laden song because oh yeah uh, that's right yeah it's all about how a girl wants to role play <laughs> yeah and and that's one of his like and the you, the the thing you have to understand when you listen to the song is that the songs are supposed to be like there's they're supposed to be what 
it's Connor not understanding he's being like offensive or any of this stuff. And I'm not saying like it's vulgarly <laughs> offensive, but you laugh because you're like, man, this guy's an idiot. Uh, yeah. he, he really is stupid. Like whenever he's he wants, got good intentions, but like yeah. well, he, he needs to like up his game. He needs to up his hack. So he comes up with this, uh, this way that he can change costumes instantly and do this magic oh, trick. That and, part was funny. <laughs> 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 it was me. <laughs> I did the prank. <laughs> no, I. Yeah, it, it was very, very stupid. I enjoyed a lot of the music. I think it doesn't have a lot of the songs in it. It didn't have that instant. I need to listen to this over and over again, like the songs that they featured on SNL Digital Shorts. But that also kind of plays to that, where they released them and then they went viral right away. This, when you're throwing them all at once. You don't really know how to latch yeah. onto it as much, especially uh, since they're not necessarily all the song beginning to end isn't always featured in the film. Yeah. Like there's some songs where you're only getting snippets of it, and they're like cutting away and going, you know, as they do because it's not a concert film; it's a mockumentary yeah. of the concert. So but, it's you're not getting the full performance. Yeah, yet. I think it's worth uh, picking up the soundtrack if you do want to get a get a little bit of a, a taste more of it. I I do. I, I've been listening to it a lot lately, but I've also been listening to Spinal Tap too to kind of like balance it out. Yeah, just because I'm I'm in that mood right now. Uh, one of my other favorite parts of the movie, uh, which I, I didn't know how they were going to handle it based on the previews, uh, but they all in the previews when they were showing off all the people who surrounded Connor in his life because you know he has his yes men that are around him. That, yeah, uh, as you see in the trailers, they freak out whenever he completely misses a basket. They start hooting and hollering about how he got it in and they're always there kind of saying yeah uh whatever but in in those previews they also showed off uh will arnett being his paparazzi in a oh, way. oh yeah that that, and, that for me i think was the funniest part of the movie yeah and that turned out to be a twist he wasn't actual this, paparazzi they were like but cmz ccm cmz yeah cmz, CMZ. the and and they got it like down, like they nailed the impersonation of those people. Yeah, it was. Uh, Will Arnett was playing the host of CMZ, the TMZ style, where they just all the time they were just making fun of, um, making fun of Connor and everything he was doing. But then I, I also enjoyed it because it wasn't just him doing it. They also had uh, Chelsea Peretti. Yeah, Chelsea Peretti banking against it. Uh, Mike Birkbiglia and uh, Eric Andre all bouncing right yeah. back and forth. Anytime they cut away to these moments and it just, it was a lot of them just over laughing and <laughs> yeah, drinking but, out of the big cups. Yeah. That's I love how he has the cup with the straw and like, it's just, it's, it, yeah. Yeah, no, that, that was, that was great. Uh, Mariah Carey and her couple moments in it too. I mean, we could just go on listing them over and over again. Even Jimmy Fallon, was uh, the jimmy fallon scene was good yeah yeah he even had a little bit on so i i think people need to you know this this movie is not for everyone why are we reviewing it a because it is a universal property and i you know we well, kind of you know what i've i've decided I'll let you go here I, okay i was gonna say um yes it, we're we're doing the universal stuff too but universal also encapsulates 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 um so much more um, like when you think of Universal Park, actually a lot of the properties that are in the park don't necessarily belong to Universal specifically, but it's pop culture. We can't just like it. 
we have the focus with Disney, Pixar, Star Wars, Marvel, but there are other things that are major that fall into that realm that if you like those things, you're going to like these things. Like, we're going to talk about Ghostbusters. Yes. We're definitely talking about Ghostbusters. And, Much you know, and that, that's, that, that is not a Sony picture. It's, I'm sorry. It's it Sony. Sony. It's not Universal or anything. So, um, But I feel like it falls into that family of films to talk about. And Universal eventually we'll expand to all Marvel stuff. Universal you know? still embraces uh, – it, it still embraces Ghostbusters, yeah. even though it's no longer involved in any way in the parks. With Popstar, though, the reason why I was so adamant about it, because we kind of went back and forth on what are we going to do with this. Uh, the reason I wanted to go uh, out of the way to do this one uh, is because the the one thing I realized is that Universal, uh, we talked about it months ago, they started adding all this brand new uh, street entertainment yeah. Throughout the entire park. One of the things they did was they added an acapella group, which, you know, they're singing a lot of songs straight from the remixes of songs that they did in Pitch Perfect. And they're taking that, a, a big, a very big Universal movie that's about to have its its second sequel coming out uh, in Christmas this year. Um, Not this year, next year. Next year? 2017. 2017? I guess yeah. it was 2016. They didn't Whatever. start filming it yet. But they need to get on it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Someone's waiting for it. Uh, but, yeah, in, in that sense, you know, it kind of been – it was added into the park slowly in that way. Uh, obviously, the long-running Blues Brothers show yeah. that started as Saturday Night Live musical act morphed into a movie. Very, very popular movie. Still amazing to this day. Something that we will have to go back and review at some point in time. Uh, and then also – now we have pop stars, something that I could have seen them. Like, how awesome would it have been if this movie would have been a big hit and they could have morphed it into doing, like, a, an actual show at Universal. Get rid of Fear Factor. Do it. Oh, like, that would be cool. Universal, Universal music through the movies and, you know, incorporate the Blues Brothers show. Give them a higher thing. Bring in more acapella people to do, like, a pitch-perfect take. Uh, throw – I know you hate acapella, so do I. I do. So, but I really But do. you have to admit – it's extremely popular. Oh no, I, mean, I, I won't. I won't question its popularity. Throw I just, in pop. I question star. the world. You have. We already have the freestyle rappers that go around, but let's be honest, they suck. Free dance. They suck. Um, so I, I, you know, I was hoping for it, but then we ended up getting a lovely surprise in the uh, the Equal Rights song. <laughs> well, there he's talking about equal rights, so he needs to be singing it outside of a courthouse, something that you completely missed on. But yeah, they filmed it all on Universal Studios Hollywood lot. They You can flat out tell whenever you're watching the movie that is the courthouse from Back to the Future. So uh, it, it's definitely awesome to be able to see it in that sense. And then there's also a gazebo right there in that lot that they were uh, in that whole uh, – the, the square that they have there. I can't remember what TV show was using it. I want to say it was a uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt show. Yeah, the Ghost Whisperer. Yeah, it was, it was that, I believe. But, um, you know, they were using – that was important to whenever they were filming that on that square. So uh, both that gazebo make a uh, an appearance in there as well as the, uh, the courthouse itself. So a nice little universal uh, love by yeah. having it there. Yeah. So, what do you think overall? What's your percentage? I believe I walked out, and I, you know, this is this is tailored for me. I love Andy Samberg. I love Yorma. I love Akiva. Um, I love Lonely Island. This was like such, you know, this this stuff hit whenever I was in college. So, 
this was the kind of stuff that we were passing around and watching and really got behind. This movie was tailored for me. I love Spinal Tap. I gave it like, a, I want to say I gave it around like a 75-ish. I can't remember, but yeah, I'm the demographic. I would say like in liking stupid humor sometimes, you know, I um, would give it like, I was going to say a 68 to a 72, but leaning more into the 70. Yeah. Like, so I, I'm going to give it a 72 percent because I I I don't I don't think it was bad. I think it nailed its format for sure, um, and it was well timed. I like a movie. I like when people write the things they're in too. And Andy Samberg and um, the uh, skinnier of the three, the the bearded Akiva Ak- Akiva wrote it, and you know I respect that, and I respect that too because Andy Samberg's on a currently on a a very funny TV show that I enjoy as well, Brooklyn Nine Nine, and so. I don't know. I just I like that they kind of went out and did this film, and yeah, I like that something small like that. Like I, I like a story where it's these people who just friends who work together, and then now they've now they got their own movie yeah. about it. You know, no, they really they really do care about it. So the first time they kind of had their outing um, was with Hot Rod a couple of years ago. That yeah. was why um, am I saying it in what way? And that that was them akiva directed that and it was starring uh andy sandberg and yorma and that was originally that wasn't their first original thing that was actually written for will ferrell um it was an snl produced script but uh by the time it got to him they felt he was too old to really do the role which i completely agree yeah Um, sure so this was the first time they got to do it on their own. Akiva and Yorma both directed this one together. They they co-directed it. Uh, and starring Andy, I just – if you're into this, I highly recommend it. I don't think you will be disappointed. However, yeah. you know if this is the type of movie for you. Like I I would hesitate telling my mom to go out and see this, although I know she enjoys the digital shorts. I know she also enjoys them because they are somewhat edited for television. Uh, seeing this movie, <laughs> may, I'd maybe recommend waiting for it to hit TV. And if you're on the fence about it, I guarantee you it's going to be on either Hulu or Netflix at some point. So if you're on the fence, just wait for it. But support them so they do it some more. Yeah. Get the money. You yeah. can get Ecto Cooler if you go to Cinemark. Yeah, that was that was a fun little perk. You and I got to get the Ecto Cooler because mine wasn't in in yet. The next day, I did receive four pallets, you know, four cases of it. So yeah, I have don't say pallets, cans. That's not like, pallets. It seems like, like a lot more. Like yeah, <laughs> I've got a grocery store's worth in my house. Uh, no, so it, it, you know, I think that was a really cool and a fun little thing to do too. Have some Ecto Cooler, but. Um, yeah, and it was what it was. Like we went to like a matinee, so it was kind of one of those no, no, you know. It was just an enjoyable. Sometimes you just need to go and laugh and yep. watch a stupid movie, you know. And and that's that's what it is. And it's like what Craig said. You know the type of humor immediately judging by it. So don't don't you know if it doesn't appeal to you. If you don't like Andy Samberg's type of humor, you're not going to like the movie. It is solely his type of humor. Yes. Um. So you know, make that call, and uh, hopefully we've filled you in a little bit on that mm-hmm. i guess so uh I, I think that'll do it i think i've said all i need to say yeah i have too will we be back to do finding dory or are we gonna try to sneak in finding nemo i before think that? we should try and sneak in finding nemo but i am leaving for california tomorrow morning and i won't be back to late monday but we could potentially do finding nemo like 
Tuesday or Wednesday and then go see Dory on like Thursday and have that released on Friday to make up for the fact that there's not going to be a video episode. Yes, maybe we'll give so. the audio listeners a little extra treat. Yeah, a little extra, a little boost for you guys. Yeah. So, um, so because, we'll see. Well, truly, we only appreciate them, not the people who watch. Yeah. So good. Yeah. The people who watch, they don't know we just said that, so it all works out. I know. I always wonder, like, are there some that are just exclusive to one or the other? I mean, I guess all of them are on audio at this point, but you do know when you're listening to the video episode, you're missing out a little bit because it's a visual show. So, um, I mean, please, I'm the host, but, um, well, so we'll see you next time with a Pixar related film, Finding Dory, Finding Nemo, very fishy here the next two weeks. And, uh, and until then, Later? I don't, that was a terrible. I feel like I should have something better to go out on. Until the, I don't know. Have a good have a good week everybody. Not gay.